What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo Di Montalbano. Fellas, how are we feeling? This is a big pod. I know Ray is uh, kind of dreading this pod. Jets eliminated, and his Ohio State Buckeyes went down in the college football playoffs. But it's big pod. The national championship on Monday and a massive Week 18 slate for the NFL playoff picture. Fellas, it's going to be a good weekend. I'm sorry, Ray, but it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be a great weekend, Sauce. I'm happy to be here. Um, if you've been listening to the pod, then there's there should be no surprise at all. I've been predicting this for weeks, possibly months. It's frogs, <laughs> dogs. It's frogs, dogs. That's it. I've been saying it for months. Everyone's been talking shit, and I've been, I've been, you know, they say it's jokes, but I've been saying, talking about how TCU, you know, when they get there eventually against the Bulldogs and the Chip, that they're going to have a good shot. And, you know, they were laughing, but we're here. We made it. I'm just absolutely dying because Ray was going to boycott this pod because he didn't want to talk about Ohio State. And right before we started, Dean said, I'm going to bait you. And Ray's, <laughs> Ray's face when you said that you've been predicting for months that it was going to be frogs, dogs, Ray's face. Like he was about to explode. Ray, come on. I'm just here so I'm just here so I don't get fined. Oh my god. <laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> oh shit. All right, fellas. I still can't believe those both of those games, dude. They delivered on all the entertainment that any football fan could possibly want and more. Uh really cool. It was by far the best playoff that ever I has mean, happened. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Georgia, Ohio State could have been 48 nothing and it still would have been because that third quarter in tcu michigan actually i couldn't even i thought i was having like a mini heart attack and i'm 26 years old i think that i think there was like the two highest scoring uh quarters like two of the top five yeah back to like no i mean like uh michigan tcu and then ohio state i think it was second yeah oh really i didn't even know that but 44 points in in a quarter I think there was – I could be wrong. I think it was six touchdowns in like six minutes and 25 seconds. I, I couldn't even believe my eyes. I thought it was a joke. Um, yeah, I texted you guys. I said I thought I was on – I thought I was tripping on acid because I've, I've never done drugs, of course, um, you know, model citizen. And I thought I was on absolute drugs. I thought I was on acid. I had to, I had to ask my, my boy Sauce just to make sure I was good. Well, I don't want to put that out there. <laughs> no, I just but, no, ask you, you. but no, you weren't. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> but no, you weren't. That first game was wild. It actually went the complete opposite way that I thought it was going to go. Um, TCU outman Michigan. Michigan are frauds. We all knew it, but I just confirmed it. And um, yeah, Harbaugh is about to go run off to the NFL again. So we'll see how that goes. You think? No, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, but he keeps saying I makes the playoff back to back years. He keeps saying I he was on the hot seat for how many years? Yeah, he's a fucking fraud. and now he's got a lifetime deal. Does he? Yeah, he beat Ohio State back to back years and they hadn't won in how many years and he just made the playoff back to back years. He's got a lifetime deal if he wants it. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, Michigan is a, a storied program too where they don't they want national championships. I know beating Ohio State twice is pretty cool, but I mean, he still has a losing record versus us, and he hasn't won a playoff game. So, honestly, 
I mean, it's exciting. I mean, even more so in the NFL, even more so than the NFL. I think that fan reaction has obviously plays a huge role in whether coaches are retained and obviously all that jazz. And I don't think any Michigan fan cares about anything else than just beating Ohio State. Unless unless I'm reading the room wrong. So that's why I'm going to definitely side with Sauce. Even though you're right, I'm sure like the I mean, I, they definitely want a program. They want a fucking championship and expect it at some point. But that's all they care about. And they, I mean, they did it convincingly. So I agree. I it's not like they missed out. Especially yeah. after the last decade mm-hmm. of what they've had. But yeah, so Ray, we won't go through last week's game for your sake. Um, but we will talk about this national championship. Number one, Georgia, number three, TCU. Georgia's a 12 and a half point favorite right now. Um, I think a lot of people expected Georgia to be in this national championship at the start of the season, or at least contending for one. Um, TCU was picked seventh uh, at the beginning of the season to finish in their conference. Absolutely crazy. Max Duggan wasn't the starter to begin the season. Um, they battled back in five regular season games that they were behind at half. They're now playing for the national championship. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, I think especially in that game against Michigan, they wanted to prove to everybody that it wasn't a fluke, even losing their conference championship. Um, I think they wanted to show people that they deserve to be there and they, and they did. Um, I think they took that game to heart big time for Georgia. There's on the verge of building a mini dynasty. They'll be the first back-to-back winner since Alabama in 2011, 2012, and just the fourth team to do it since 1990. Kirby Smart's got this program absolutely loaded and stocked with players, too. So I don't see them slowing down anytime soon. Ray, we'll talk about Georgia to start. Um, obviously escaped with a last-second field goal against Ohio State. Um, talk to me what they need to do to win this national championship and go back-to-back. I mean, I, I think it's going to start – I mean, I say that pretty much every – a lot of games, but it's going to start up front, obviously, and I think – uh, they're gonna their offensive line has to contain Dylan Horton. That guy went off against Michigan. He had like four sacks, absolute menace. So they got to make sure they keep that old ass fucking geriatric fuck Stetson Bennett upright, and um, hopefully uh, he can play play good. Fuck that guy. I'm sorry. Fuck him. But then on the other side of the ball, uh, it's gonna come down to they have to finish. They have to, their defensive line has to finish their sacks. They got a lot of pressure on Stroud, but I feel like they didn't really sack him as much as they should have. And then um, I'm really looking forward to seeing that uh, Keely Ringo versus uh, Jefferson matchup because I think Keely Ringo is overrated. I've been saying that for quite some time. They got exposed last week, and I think he'll get exposed again. So those are the things I'm looking forward to. Nice. Uh, Dean, TCU got out to an early lead against Michigan. Um, Kendra Miller questionable going into this game. Yeah, that's huge. Um, which, is, yeah, absolutely massive. Amari uh, DiMarcado, he, lo- he looked good. He had that one. He had that one long run. Andrew Miller is a stud. So Absolutely, they, they, they um, definitely need him. TCU hasn't won a national championship since 1938. What do they got to do to to pull this upset off? Honestly, a lot's going to need to obviously, let's just say, fall their way. But I will. I do just want to say, first and foremost, that they're going to have to do a lot of what they did to really make J.J. McCarthy be very uncomfortable. 
You saw it throughout the game, even though obviously they were able to sling it because it was just a wild fucking off script game. But Chad Glasgow, the DC for uh, you know defensive coordinator for TCU, did a great job, really disguising a ton of looks, really making it hard for JJ McCarthy to know whether those you know whether corners were going to drop or go into the or go into the slot or sometimes even blitz. It was it was all over the place, and obviously that paired with, and I'm just as su- surprised as everyone else that D line of TCU somehow just fucking big dicking, you know, the Joe Moore award winning O line of Michigan. So honestly, they'll need to definitely manufacture some pressure. I'm not expecting them to really wreak havoc as much as they did against Michigan, but they'll have to do close to that. And then Glasgow is going to need to continue to disguise some looks. It might be harder to do so against a more seasoned Stenson Bennett, but Still got to try it. And then on that offensive side, these are going to be the obvious things. Keely Ringo was was fairly, you know, had definitely probably his roughest game of his career last week against Ohio State. And that whole secondary was just getting gashed and obviously exposed by C.J. Stroud. Yeah, amazing talent. But Max Duggan has proved that he could do the same thing all year long. And... They'll just need to get it going. And Quentin Johnson needs to, again, be huge. Just be huge. And Kendry Miller being back will will probably be needed just completely all out. Uh, I mean, DeMarcado played really well. He averaged like nine yards a carry and played really, really well. He did. But Kendry Miller, you could still – you could tell. I mean, he has a step on him. And he's a really, really, really good uh, – really good all-purpose back, to be honest. That's going to be all of my takeaways for sure. Duggan played like fucking dick. Yeah, no, he didn't. He did, that was actually no, 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 dick. No, he didn't play like dick. You're 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 a little crazy. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, I mean, right? Frogs up, but I hear you. I mean, I fourteen I of twenty nine, two twenty five, two touchdowns, two picks. I test baby. Dick. Fifteen for fifty seven, two tutties. He was he was. He was keeping drives alive on third downs. He was he was scrambling like a beast in the red zone. That's all that mattered. That's all that mattered. And and even though he had two picks, he did a decent amount of non-mistake football. He was hey, hey he won it. He won it for him. Yeah, he's gonna get fucking eaten alive, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. But um, uh, obviously everyone's expecting me to, you know give my uh, prediction and it's, it's going to obviously be 38, 34 TCU and uh, the Horn Frogs, as I said, for months are going to be uh, hoisting that trophy and uh, Sonny Dykes will be immortalized in uh, Horn Frogs. Nice. Ray, what do you got for this game? Give me a winner and pick with the spread. 45, 27, Georgia. I was in a close. Uh, I was going to say 50 to 30 Georgia. Yeah. I think Georgia would be, wins. Would that be Scorigami? What? 50 to 30. I feel like that's really weird. What, what did you just say? Scorigami? Scorigami. If you don't know what Scorigami is and you think and you think you're a football fan, I'm not even kidding. Just see your way out. The fuck is Scorigami? Is this some new fucking is this some new wave fucking gypsy yeah. shit? I don't get it's it. It's like all the ways. All the uh, the score possibilities, and like if, in like, the history I, of football, yeah, 
how many like games like they end obviously with a score. So a scoregami would be a brand new score that we've never seen a game end in. Gotcha. Okay, so it's a dork shit. Gotcha. Cool. <laughs> uh, also, shout out Mang. He's been dying for uh, for a shout out. Uh, for those who don't know, Manger is our our biggest supporter and our number one fan, self proclaimed number one fan. But but uh, yeah, it was his top five, top five Spotify wrapped. Yeah, yeah, Spotify wraps <laughs> is a little, a little wild. To be honest, uh, I'd, I'd rather not be associated with that Spotify rap, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's us, the MLB, oh, MLB right, Network, like, and like, uh, right and Fox like, News. Smoke and Little Pump. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's move on, though. Absolutely brutal. All right. Should be a good national championship, hopefully. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, massive Week 18 in the NFL coming up. Some big games. Um, we just wanted to go through playoff scenarios before we get to some of these games. Um, the AFC, obviously, we do not know what's going on uh, with the whole DeMar Hamlin situation and what's going to happen with uh, the Bills and Bengals. So for now, we're not going to talk about the uh, top couple of seeds because we're not really sure how it's going to play out, but that seven seed is up for grabs. That last spot, the Patriots are in position right now. They can clinch with a win against Buffalo or a Miami loss and a Steelers loss. Miami can get in with a win against the Jets and a Patriots loss against Buffalo. The Steelers can get in with a win against Cleveland and the Dolphins and the Patriots losing. And the Jaguars can also get in that last spot. Um, if they lose to the Titans and all those other three teams lose, the Dolphins, the Patriots, oh, wow. and the Steelers. Know, I didn't even know that part. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think all of those teams are going to lose. But I was going to say, oh, shoot, they do. They have uh, they have tiebreaker over all of them. Okay. okay. Um, for the NFC, the Eagles can clinch the number one seed with a win or a tie against the Giants. Um a Cowboys loss against the Commanders, a 49ers loss against the Cardinals. Um, the 49ers can clinch the number one seed with a win against the Cardinals and an Eagles loss against the Giants. Some people are speculating that the Giants are not going to play their starters and they're going to rest too. So, Based on the line, I mean, that's what it looks like. Right. I should shut yeah, up. The they're 14-point dogs now. Right. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys can also clinch the number one seed with a win at the Commanders, the Eagles lost against the Giants, and the 49ers lost against the Cardinals. Right, remember a couple weeks ago I said, Bananas. was it possible if the Cowboys could catch the Eagles? And I was like, yeah, I'm like, the Cowboys have to win out and the Eagles have to lose out. It was really, lose oh, out, it's really yeah. bullshit. But right, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure when the Eagles were like 8-1, and one, you still said that you thought the Cowboys were going to win the NFC East. That would be nuts if it, if it happened. Football guy, bro. Football yeah. guy doing football guy things. Um, so obviously that, that NFC East title is up for grabs in the seven seed for the NFC. The Packers can clinch with a, a win against the Lions. Um, the Lions can clinch with a win against the Packers and the Seahawks lose or tie against the Rams. Um, the Seahawks can clinch with a win against the Rams and the Packers losing, um, the Lions. Yeah. Packers losing and the Lions Packers 
they tie. Wait, what? How the fuck does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a typo in this thing, but we'll get through that. Um, so let's talk about some of these games. Saturday, obviously, a big game for the AFC seeding. Uh, Titans-Jags, the Jags a six-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Ray, how are we feeling about this game? The Jags are one of the hottest teams in the, in the league right now. Trevor Lawrence is playing awesome, and the Titans have just an absolute fall from grace. Yeah, I mean, I I've, I love the uh, Jags in this game. I love the fact that they have home field. The Titans are playing their worst football in, I feel like, it's been Ever. years. Yeah, I mean, years. Under Vrabel, it has yeah. to be. I mean this 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 um this Titans team I feel like it's gonna get a lot it's gonna get worse before it gets better I think they're in miserable cap situation too just for like an off off season uh, perspective but they're just they're kind of they're a little soft up front uh, their offense can't do anything really soft with, up front with, with quarterback uh, the defense is a little banged up it's just just an overall just a weird just a weird season for them they've had some injuries they don't have any skilled position players I feel like so uh, I like the Jags here but. Again, uh, when push comes to shove, coaching does help and coaching does win out. So I wouldn't be overly surprised if Rabel guys guys up for this, but I think they're a little overmatched here. Dean, how you feeling? Yeah, I have to be fair. When they were when they had their seven and one stretch um, after after they lost the first two of the, uh, you were pounding the table. I was pounding the table, patting my back, calling myself the man. It's only fair that. I say that, holy shit, because I've been backing them, and I think six of their losses, I think I have bet them like three or four times. So, holy shit, um, I, I don't understand where it's all gone wrong, to be honest. They've just gone away from the football. You know, maybe it's because, you know, it's just a defense that has definitely been decimated with injuries uh, for the most part. Uh, even in the secondary and most notably in the beginning of the season, Harold Landry, but maybe it's just catch it up to them. Maybe you just had some guys that were uh, playing better than they were just because they had Vrabel and, and the coaching. Maybe it's just wear and tear. Obviously you have to add the fact of Ryan Tannehill um, being out, even though he, even though he was playing pretty abysmal in the beginning of this losing streak, but yeah, it's, it's gotta be all Jags. You have to think it's going to be at, it's going to be at their stadium. Uh, you know, they'll obviously be comfortable. Trevor Lawrence is playing like a number one overall pick. Good for the Jags. Jesus Christ. I can't say uh, I'm not fucking completely jealous. And yeah, this offense looks unstoppable. This I think they're just going to destroy this defense. I think they're going to almost score at will. I mean, how do you cover Evan Ingram? And then... Dude, when they go out in like four wide, how did you stop Evan Ingram? I, I think to myself, I'm like, dude, someone's <laughs> wide open almost all. What'd you say? That was funny. I don't know what'd if I've ever heard so? anyone say, like, how do you stop? <laughs> how do you stop Evan Ingram? <laughs> dude, I, like it was like Megatron. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. I meant like paired with like their medley of wide receivers. Uh, when they go, because they, they go, I, they do a lot of uh, just four wide receiver sets, but obviously they, they just, they, they have Evan Ingram in, in the slot. And I'm telling you, I just feel like anytime I see them in that, it's just a 15 yard gash. And I see them doing the same against the Titans, which are not going to be able to manufacture a lot of pressure to Trevor uh, in Trevor's face. And, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be their key to the game. They're going to need to create a lot of pressure. And then Derek Henry is going to have to have a God of all God games. He, 
basically could have been the reason that they lost to the Jags a few weeks back, about a month ago, when he lost back-to-back fumbles. And that game started to turn, even though they were up in the beginning. So Derrick Henry needs to have his revenge game. He needs to go freaking for 230 yards and two or three touchdowns for them to win. Other than that, I think Jags all day. I'm with you. I think the Jags roll here. And, uh, yeah, good for Trevor Lawrence. Good for Doug Peterson. Thank God he got an actual coach. Um, Yeah. Because it could have went really sour with Urban Meyer. But, I mean, uh, it's, honestly, credit to the Jacks' like ownership too for just like getting rid of him like ASAP. Like they didn't give right. him, they realized it was gonna go bad. Like we gotta get this fucking guy out of here. Love you, Urban. Though, come back, please. Hey, there's there's a, there's a lot of argument that obviously even we have all the time about like coaches being and and really kind of uh, front offices being like get having only like one or two years because obviously as we talked about the the shelf life of these coaches and and GMs have just been shorter than they've ever been and that's a that's definitely going to be a good argument for you know cutting ship at you know in, after one year with urban because it's been it's been a godsend for the jags yeah really it really has and honestly there are probably very few coaches more than doug peterson that i'd rather have uh getting their hands on a quarterback maybe don't want him as my head coach but um great for quarterback uh quarterbacks all right, let's get to the second game. Big game for the New England Patriots. I can't believe they're eight and eight and even in this position to be a winning in right now. Um absolutely crazy win against Miami last week. We the only time we need Miami. Um they couldn't come through, but obviously the Jets didn't come through anyway. But regardless, uh Buffalo obviously dealing with the whole Demar Hamlin situation going to be an emotional game for them. Um, Dean, how are we feeling about this one? Big and uh, AFC East matchup. And obviously Patriots are winning in and Belichick's definitely got to have something for Josh Allen. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea at all how to react to this game and, and what to predict just as everyone else trauma. I mean, people react to trauma in drastically different ways Obviously, obviously, Demar Hamlin, you know, knock on wood, has been doing awesome. We, as I mean, as awesome as he could be, he's doing he's great. You know, he's doing great strides, and uh, he's up and has. Right, that's not even fucking funny. Your face is funny. What are you laughing at? Oh, all right. Well, anyway, fucking cut that. Um, cut that. Cut that. Cut that. But no, he's uh, you know. He's neurologically there, which is fucking awesome to hear. But still, what they experienced on that field in Cincinnati, it could still, you know, weigh pretty heavily on a lot of these guys. Some, as far as football goes in a positive way, some, I I would argue, probably a good chunk of them negatively. And for that reason, like, how can they prepare? How could they be on task? How could they be focused? For that reason, I don't understand why Buffalo is negative seven. Obviously, as a Patriots team, presumably Bills might not even be in the running to potentially get a uh, the first seed because uh, we don't know how the NFL is going to rule on it. So, honestly, it's just all going to be based off of uh, really that, how they react to what happened. And hopefully DeMar Hamlin's even in better spirits by then. And 
they could be confident going out in the field and playing their best. Honestly, I don't know how to go about talking about the football part of it because I don't think that even plays a role in this game. Yeah, the football part of it is legitimately like minuscule. It doesn't really mean much. Like you said, I don't understand how they're minus seven. I think it's kind of fucking bananas. Right, I don't get uh, it. They just – like literally the guy was just resuscitated on the field like, what was it, four days ago? Yeah, I mean, I mean you know the they, fans are going to be going absolutely berserk though. Yeah, I know, but like they, their first – like they just had a practice yesterday. I feel like it's just – all, I feel like all the cards are kind of stacked against them in this one. Borderline could be a meaningless game too. It's just like it's a weird, it's a really weird situation. I would never bet on this game in a million fucking years. Um, but I'm really rooting for the Bills to win because uh, fuck the Patriots and you know, that's a good little story, you know? Yeah, no, without a doubt. I because I, I feel like it might be seven. People might be betting it heavy. It's like having it be a motivation thing for the Bills. I see more. I, I see a much bigger percentage of it being the complete opposite. You know, on a short week, where you need to really, you know, obviously prepare for a Bill Belichick-led Patriots team. Yeah, it does help that it's a team that's in the division. Uh, I will say, obviously, the emotional aspect playing a game and after seeing something like that. Um, it hits every guy different, obviously, but I'm sure they were all they're all negatively affected by it, obviously. Um, so yeah, it should be really interesting, honestly, how the game goes. And I feel like we'll, you'll kind of be able to see early in that game how the emotions are, and maybe if they start to get down a little bit, that they pull their guys and just rest everybody, and like that's kind of it. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's good. Uh, it's a good thought. Definitely could be possible. Is there okay. is there like a is it a good angle to kind of get the plus seven now? Sprinkle, maybe? Feels wrong to bet it on this game. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but there's an angle there for sure. Like, that sounded scummy. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right. I'm asking. I'm, not, I'm just genuinely asking. Um, Quick thought. Who gets this last spot in the seven, the seven seed? Dolphins. Damn, I was not. I really was not expecting you to ask ask me that on the fly. I'm gonna go crazy and say the Steelers. I kind of want to say the Steelers because I'm telling you right now that I I think I honestly think that we're gonna fucking end up winning and not getting a a top ten or what is the (laughs) like top ten to twelve pick uh, because obviously we would hate our lives off of that. So whatever would make us hate our lives, the Jets are probably gonna do. Bills probably win. I I don't really know. And then uh, yeah, then I can see Steelers getting in. I, I'll say Steelers. I just think there's no way that Mike Tomlin's going to have a losing season. It's impossible. But obviously, it matters with what the Dolphins and the Jets do. But I don't. I think it's probably going to be the Dolphins. Pretty miserable. All right, let's get to the last game. Uh, a winning in game: the Lions, Packers, Sunday Night Football. Packers a four and a half point favorite right now. They've won four straight, absolutely dominated uh, Minnesota last week, and the Lions dominated Chicago's. Both teams riding high right now. Ray, who you got? I mean, I'm not betting against the Packers right now. Um, Rogers looking like Rogers got get, they're finally getting rhythm going with uh, the young receiving core, and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are 
probably one of the best tandems in the league. So I'm going to go Packers. Uh, do you know what the line is? I actually didn't even know. Four and a half. For the Packs? Yes. Yeah, I think it's pretty adequate. I wonder what that over-under is. Do you know that? Top of your head? Uh, 49. Yeah, that's, that's pretty high, actually. But their, yeah, defense, their defense has been killing people. Yeah, the, the Packers, yeah, they've just been playing really good football. They're hitting their stride at the right time. And, I mean, let's, uh, let's be honest. No one wants to see that fucking team in the playoffs. No one. Definitely not, Dino. What do you uh, what do you think about the, this Lions team? Yeah, no, you. Got, I mean, you got to play devil's advocate here. Of course, the Packers are led by Aaron Rodgers, the baddest man alive. Obviously, they're hitting their stride, and just like Ray said, that is really the most important part leading up to the playoffs. Isn't how your season was; it's how you are going into the season, how you've done lately, and they're they're performing better as you know, as good as anyone in the league right now, but the Lions have as well. Obviously, they had their hiccup last year against the GOAT, Sam Darnold, who torched them. But, you know, besides that hiccup, even if you want to count their their really tight loss to the Bills, dude, they were on a rampage and they were doing amazing, blowing out some teams, blowing out some pretty solid teams, you know, 40-14 to 14 against the Jags a few weeks back, obviously 41-10 against the Bears, which, you know, not that good of a team, but still. And... Four and a half seems a little a little steep for me, in my opinion. I don't know. Is that is that the line you see right now? It's four and a half. I, I get I get it's going to be down in Lambeau, but you know Lambeau's up. Sitting that what was that? Lambeau's up. Huh? Lambeau oh is up. Oh my god! Oh my god. What about Lambeau? Please stop! No, just please, just let it go. Let it go. Please don't. Okay. I don't need to do this again. Oh <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, like geographically, it's up. Yes. Oh no, you can say that. that. I hate that correction more than anything. <laughs> that was the biggest Ray correction ever. I actually don't think I can move forward. I mean, it's like the I most. Know. It's like the most northern stadium, like in the league. Oh, I don't care. It's down. It's down. It's flat, guys. We live on a flat. Sur- we live on a flat surface. All right, Kyrie, it's keep going. <laughs> um. So anyway, down in Lambo, uh, they're getting. You know, they're giving four and a half. I know that this this. Packers defense has been amazing down the stretch, but this is an offense that is, you know, the number one, number two offense by metrics in the league. So I I don't see them having a problem with that tandem. I think it was big that DeAndre Swift had a big game last week and they had that two headed, you know, that two headed backfield, just looking awesome. They're going to have to really do a great job of balancing that with their, you know, dynamic pass game. With Amon Ra, hopefully Jameson Williams gets involved. He still hasn't really been able to, but that. And then on the defensive side, this defensive line, obviously with Aiden Hutchinson, has shown flashes where they could just disrupt the fuck out of the game. And the secondary has been pretty solid holding themselves up after a pretty abysmal start to the season. Jeff Okuda has been starting to play well. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be close. I I definitely see some value in in lines plus four and a half, not going to lie. Yeah, I really don't want to bet against Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I fucking love this Lions team, man. This was my yeah, it's so cool. This, this was my mortal lock over when we did the over unders at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I absolutely love <laughs> the Lions, and um, it's really coming true. And honestly, the the emergence of James Houston for this defensive line has been killing over the last few weeks. And uh, 
I feel like they found their their second edge next to next to Hutchinson, which is which is nice. Um, saying all that, I don't want to bet against Aaron Rodgers at all. And if I were any team in the NFC, I do not want to see this Packers team get in. Definitely not. Yeah, no okay. shot. No. I, 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 do- I really want to see them in though. The I think it'd be really Green funny Bay. out of all the Matt LaFleur, out of all the LaFleur seasons where they're doing 11 win, 12 win, 13 win, and they get in and then they just look brutal in the playoffs. I think it'd be funny that they limped into the playoffs nine and eight, and then they actually go all the way. I mean, that'd be a pretty cool storyline. What did they, they started one and six. Brutal. Uh, the, the Lions started one and six. Absolutely absurd. Um, but Green Bay. Yeah, people were speculating that Rodgers was done. Dude, like, going to, he was going to Jeopardy. It was like signed, sealed, and delivered. Yo, six short weeks ago, when he got when he got uh when he got hurt, and Jordan Love started for him and played like pretty good, but not really that good. People were speculating that they would just bench him for Jordan Love and just basically call it. Because it seemed that Rodgers was so uninterested in playing football and that it would be over. I, I It's crazy the difference that, you know, the past four weeks, past really like seven weeks, ever since they beat the Cowboys, has, has really uh, changed things. R-E-L-A-X. Facts. <laughs> oh, thank God I could spell. <laughs> Dean was definitely thinking about that one for a second. <laughs> I thought you were telling me to relax at first, and then I was like, "Oh no, never mind." My no, boy, I'm quoting my boy Rogers. Remember that? Yeah, okay. yeah, that was good times. Good times, better people. We, we wrapping Preach. up after that because yeah, we're yeah we're wrapping up. Let's let's talk some wagers. Um, you boys are struggling right now. I don't you even need, want to talk about it. You need you need some big wins. Boys are negative right now. Uh, let's run up first now. No, I'm at first. Oh fuck off. The NFL, you're you're getting you suck. Not in the uh, NFL. I'm talking about in total. Oh, but college doesn't count. They don't get paid. Rag, what do you got this week? Uh, so I'm going keeping it simple. Two bets, two and a half per. Um, over thirty eight and a half in the Jets Miami. I think Miami's gonna be able to run the ball. I think the Jets offense will be able to score on Miami's uh, defense. I think thirty eight and a half. It's get bet down to that. So I think that's pretty uh, juicy. And then second, San Francisco minus 14 versus Arizona. Uh, San Fran's still playing for that top seed. Arizona's a fucking embarrassment of a team. I think they're going to be able to beat the shit out of them. So, simple. Both minus 110. Nice. Dean, what do you got? Um, I hate this week of football because... It's hard to bet on these games. Me, but I hate it. There's nothing to fucking bet on. Um, I'm going to bet on one game that I just have a gut feeling about. And then the other one, I kind of just told you I like. I have a, I have a, I actually genuinely like it and think there's an edge to be played in it. Uh, I'll tell you that one first. It's going to be the Lions uh, plus the four and a half. Uh, that's just straight up minus two ten. That's going to be two point five units in total bet. And then the other two point five units, I'm going to put on the Raiders. I did, um, I did put this in. At nine point five, but it is nine now, so I'll stay true, and we'll call it we'll call it Raiders plus nine, minus one hundred five. Good stuff. 
Um, for me, I got Jarek McKinnon anytime touchdown plus 131 unit there. He scored in five straight. Um, absolutely killing it in the red zone. And then I got a money line parlay right last week. I had the uh the give up tease that I hit with Houston and uh and Chicago. And now I have the can't lose in uh parlay. Pittsburgh over Cleveland. There's no way Mike Tomlin doesn't have a winning record. That guy's just unbelievable. And then I got Green Bay against Detroit. Not Ben. I got to take Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's plus 141, one and a half units there. And then I end it with a seven-point tease. Um, this is also a give-up tease. I got the under 48 and a half uh, in the Carolina-New Orleans game. And then I got under 45, Houston and Indy. All those teams are actually giving up. Wait, really quick. Ray is struggling. Holy shit. I didn't even notice how brutal you did the past five weeks. Yeah, I've been bleeding units. Holy <laughs> shit. I haven't, I haven't, in the overall, I have a negative 10 week because I didn't put bets in and I'm still beating you by three units. That is embarrassing. Word, Dean, go play video games. Fucking dork. all right that'll wrap it up for us here on between two tackles thank you for listening hopefully you enjoyed um our national championship preview and our week 18 preview a lot of big games um should be a really good weekend so we're looking forward to it as always please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our twitter at two tackles with the number two and stick with us as we continue this 2022 2023 season fellas appreciate you draft season let's fucking go